cliffcentral.com. This show contains adult content. If you find it offensive, please go to the cliffcentral.com website where there's a show for you. Central.com. It is Friday morning. It is unradio. It is unscripted. And it is most definitely this morning uncensored. South African sex toy survey. Ho, ho, ho. So joining us is Brody Mayer from Desire. Is Brody on the line? Palesa? He's just um, being imported quickly. He's just being imported <laughs> with lube coming in, sliding as you in said, on. As you said, if you put a little bit of lube in on a slicker lube, just imagine that like an amusement park full of like sexual toys <laughs> and lots of lube on the slides and stuff, and just lube yourself through like that. A big, um, you know, the the, the um, infl- inflatable slides, yes, things, and the jumping <laughs> castles. You just cover them all in oil and lube. I know I can get the vibrator mad. in. Give me another try. There we go. <laughs> Brady, are you with us? Yes, hi, Jonty. Good morning. Thank you for having us. Very cool. We haven't in the biblical sense yet, but yeah. who knows? Who knows? So Who's <laughs> us? Who's us, by the way? Yeah, because, you know, we're happy to share and, <laughs> and play together. So you do understand that we get very naughty here? Absolutely. Very cool Yay. indeed. So thank you for joining us this morning. So let's do this first. Sure. Hi, don't you? <laughs> we're right here. We're going to play a little game. I don't know what's and here. then Things we're going not, to, <laughs> and then we're going playing. to go straight back. And three is not playing. Why is that not playing? Should we try this one? Let's try it again. No. Okay. So did you tell us? Today's dirty dictionary word is dishonorable discharge. Oh, God. Dirty dictionary word. Dishonorable discharge. Tamar, any ideas? Uh, actually, uh, I whatever goes through my mind yeah. is not even sexy. So, if it's dishonorable and it's a discharge, <laughs> it's not a part of my game. Mm-hmm. But let's maybe I would call it maybe a, 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 a came too fast, a quick. You know, mm-hmm. why did you come first? It's dishonorable. Like an early ejaculation. Yeah, early ejaculation. Yeah. Okay, Brody, any idea? Uh, it doesn't sound healthy, um, so the first thing that comes to mind is we've got all sorts of things that you can use to try and make turn it into an honourable discharge. Okay. Let's fix it, you say. You're the optimistic. Let's fix this dishonourable. Let's fix it and make it an honourable or something to be proud of. Okay, so tomorrow you are absolutely correct. It's like an really? early ejaculation. Oh, wow. And another I guess one. I had good experience. Yeah, but there's another meaning to it, which what? I thought was quite funny. When you're kind of secretly masturbating to porn. Yeah. 
and somebody what? walks into the room oh, as you come. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that happened. Yeah, yeah. That, the, funny <laughs> enough, I, I told that story, but I, I had my first boyfriend and we were on the yeah. beach in Israel and things, are, you know, got a bit hot and it was like six o'clock in the morning. And just when he came, a guy came behind us saying, excuse me, what's the time? And that was the most beautiful <laughs> face expression I've ever seen in my life. A guy coming and then being asked, what's the time? So, yeah, but walking into your bedroom... Something that I actually did a gif this morning, exactly yeah. that, that somebody's playing and then somebody walks into the room. Exactly okay. that. So message us on zero seven nine seven four eight two zero nine zero. We want to hear about sex toys. What do you use? What do you enjoy? What are you buying? Who's buying them? Who are you buying them for? What are you doing with them? That's you, Brody. That that's that's your that's, that's your, your cue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, just in time, and for I think for just to give some context, um, Jonathan yeah. to Mark yes. on who, where we are. Who are you? Where Desir, do you come from? Absolutely, Desir is an online adult toy shop. We're based in Camps Bay in Cape Town, and our primary focus is uh, in starting the business was really just to get out there and to start breaking stigmas and allow individuals to not only empower themselves and others, but also to allow them to honor themselves, which is basically our tagline. And just on your, your asking viewers and callers to call in and ask their questions, Desir has uh, recently, last year, we've been involved in a report which was released by um, Statistics Brain indicating that South Africans, just uh, below Australia and the UK, were third in the world for sex toy searches, which completely blew our minds uh, in, the, in the figural sense. That's really in interesting. That in really trying to, as a brand, how would we be able to honor people better and more efficiently and really start breaking stigmas and messages out there, but yet we're third on the Google search, but yet we don't talk, talk about it. We know that South Africans are very um, reluctant on the majority to talk about sex toys and the use of adult toys. Mm. So we kind of had a responsibility where we had to do something more. And after um, a lot of work, we were in the position of being able to survey more than 700 respondents on a, the probably what is called the biggest sex toys survey in South Africa. Um, mm. The results are staggering, and they are officially the most accurate, accurate collected and analyzed by any sex toy company in South Africa. So we do believe that they are credible and pretty much a good indication of how South Africans view sex toys, the use thereof, and why we're not talking about them, which is obviously the biggest, the biggest issue for us. Mm. Okay. So we, we see it in sex book. Every year we're like, mm. oh, so everybody loves sex and everybody loves trying new things, but where are you for the rest of the year and where are you when we're trying to chat about it just over dinner? Hi, Eric. So joining us is Eric. Let's put a mic on so everybody can hey. hear you. Hello. Ah, there I am. Hi. <laughs> this is Eric, a, say a, hi yeah. to Brody. It's not a cartoon. It's hi, real. Brody. Hello, Eric. How are you? <laughs> So Bro- I'm very well, thank you, and you. I am amazing, thank you. So Eric's here to make fun of everything, Brody. That's his job. <laughs> I'm ready. See, she's laughing already, and I haven't even said much. You're doing so well, my love. You're doing so well. Let's get your ego just, you know. <sighs> okay. So but, what was the first and most startling thing about sex toys, Brody, in your survey? That 76.7, a whopping figure of South Africans are using sex toys. And that the ones that aren't are not using them because they don't want to, but just because they don't know how to. 
And for us, that was a massive figure. I think, absolutely yeah, I think figure. Eric would have loved to, to be a part of your server because mm. he, he knows all the answers already. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, he's, he's no. representing the young generation. He's like 12. <laughs> and, you know, we represent the older uh. generation because John T and I are like 30. So, you know, that's what we do. Okay. So... That's really an interesting and an amazing amount of people. So of that, how many people are actually buying stuff online? Because in South Africa, online shopping is still quite a small, small thing. Yeah, and it is a growing and emerging market. And I think a lot of South Africans are hesitant on online sales. If you compare it to the European spend, for example, we definitely are not at the level at what we should be. Mm. Having said that, 43% of consumers are shopping online. And I'm talking specifically for adult toys with a small balance of probably 20% that are still preferred to go into a brick and mortar store. But mm. we know that the brick and mortar stores in South Africa are a very poor reflection of what is going there in on internationally. I mean, we're still talking horrible red velvet curtains and CD, you know, back room going on. So 43 of us are preferring to go online, um, which was a good figure for us as a brand anyway in knowing how to grow further. I hope you speak to Postnet and with uh, the post office because the last two parcels I've ordered got to my dad and not to me. The other one was returned to the sender before it even got to me. So I hope you can get at least to a good courier and not to recommend the South African post office, please. I have a question. Yes. Why is the, why is the inside of Adult World so organized? Like... It's it's way too organized. What do you mean, Eva? She's not a part of adult world. No, no, no. I just mean like in general, like the adult yeah. shops. Why are they so organized? What do you mean organized? <laughs> like in my mind, before I went yeah. in for the first time, I was like, holy shit, this is going to be insane. This is going to be like yeah. sex dolls lying all over the place and like dildos and oh, shit. Oh, and then you get to this. And then OCD. I walk in, then it's like, it looks like a library. Yes, you're right. With, why? Like, I'll tell you why. Because what? I think, yeah. I think that, that, that kind of steers <laughs> people away from the old experience. You mean it should just be a random mess? Like a, a, yes. <laughs> no, it needs to be a random not necessarily a random mess, but no, like but it needs to be. Brody. It needs to be sexy. Like you need to walk yeah, in and I go, think, "Wow, yeah. I need Brody, to buy this you doll." Tell, you, you answer, awesome. Eric. I think random, Eric, can be dangerous because I think a lot of people don't know their G spot spot <laughs> from their clitoris to their anal. So randomly, because that purchase could go very, very wrong. And I certainly know from a desire point of view, we have people coming into our showroom and we've classified it very anatomically, which can be a little bit sterile and off-putting, but I promise mm. you there's good reason for Okay, so it's, yeah, to understand. Absolutely. Yeah, anal's a very sensitive topic for Eric. <laughs> so if, you can, if you can just use another word. Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 I don't, I don't mind the word anal now. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm fine with it. I'm open. Yeah, no. No, he's not. He's I'm open not. to one of his own fingers. That's all. Well, we start with a pinky. Brody. Ah, that's nasty. Brody, how many men are buying anal toys? <laughs> Great. 10% of our product. It's a staggering figure. It's... You know, if you look at vibrators, which we know are popular and there's no stigmas attached and every woman in South Africa needs to have one, which is sitting at 30%, a close follow of 10% in anal. We're not doing too badly considering that we refuse to admit that we use anal toys. Well, you know, it's one of the, in almost every talk that I give and on so many workshops, um, it is one of the most common questions is anal stimulation. How do we do anal penetration? How do we get there? Conversations about it. So it definitely is... The flavor of, of the moment. There's no question of that flavor. I can add on to that. 
Shanti, I think a lot of uh, where we are evolving in all the right ways, South Africa is becoming very health orientated. And I think Desir specifically as a brand, the way that we want to differentiate ourselves from those other adult toy brands is to say, we will give you health insight, we will um, empower you, we will educate you. And the benefits of prostate massage from a male perspective on using anal devices I think is highly misunderstood and, and people don't know about the benefits of prostate and, you know, kind of preventing <laughs> cancer and yeah. creating awareness and that kind of thing. So for me, the fact that we're reaching out to 10% and that are using them, it's a huge tick for us. And how do we educate them that there are so many health benefits that take away from the connotation that anal is seen as um, phallic and uh, awful. Brody, I have a listener that I would like to refer to you. He's uh, asking quite repeatedly yeah. about prostate <laughs> massages, and I think it will be really lovely if you send him one of the products yeah. as a gift from us. I will talk uh, to you about He'd it love later. To do that. Thank yeah, you. He's Tomorrow's personal stalker. Yeah, I love it. I love you. Mwah. Thank you for making me important. I feel so good. With yeah. pleasure. Yeah, it, you know, it's really beautiful that when we do talks on anal massage, because it's one of the most amazingly relaxing experiences and incredibly emotional. And one of the top <laughs> teachers. No, Eric. Eric, listen. Here. No, sorry, sorry, sorry. He's sorry. Like, what? Get it, get it. One of the no, top no, no. Go, teachers go. of anal massage in the world, an amazing guy called Chester Maynard, has done some beautiful um, anal massage DVDs, <laughs> and I, it's time for us to do one soon. But his. What are you saying his big, here? His big saying is, open your ass and your heart will follow. Because there's this wow. amazing emotional connection because we hold so much stuff But in that's our true. You can anally, see it from men and small women, children. We're this actual world of real tight asses. Yeah, it's true. And we are tight yeah. asses. Yeah, and we don't talk about anything anal. So beautiful <laughs> anal massage brings the most incredible emotional Release. Yeah, that's kind of beyond the, the humor, yeah. but it's absolutely funny. You're, you're I feel right. like speaking to people would also be a nice release. I've <laughs> <laughs> like, got problems in my life. Stop touching my bottle. Like, we've hit a nerve here. And <laughs> we've, yeah. hit, we've hit a, a nerve. anal nerve. Stop being so anal, really. Eric. Really stop. So, uh, but you know, whoa. it's really important because one of my big things has always about sex toys has been the level of education that people are not being told what they're buying and how to use them or that people selling stuff don't know enough to offer people the right mm. toys. Brody, what do you think about that? Yeah, 100%. And, you know, we find it every day where we have customers engaging with us. And, the, and one of the good things that we've discovered in the short time of trading is that people that are on board are not afraid to engage and to empower themselves. Oh. And through that communication, finding and empowering males and females alike to talk to one another and just encouraging couples to talk about specifically women. You know, we come from a, a society where women have kind of been shut down and you're not allowed to say what pleases you or what doesn't please you. And it's kind of, a, you know, it's very male dominated society where we, we've been indoctrinated that we need to please our man so you know kind of the education from our side is getting women to know their body becoming familiar with it again to be able to use adult toy products i mean the figures of women that cannot orgasm is almost over 60 percent yeah so to try and have a sexual relation with somebody and to, to create that intimacy and then that uh, partnership on a sexual level where you're not reaching an orgasm and you're not reaching those sensations together can be completely dissatisfying and women give up before they've even started. Mm. Um, so it's in that point of view that, you know, that our adult toys and the empowerment and the education of it is 
we're engaging with couples every day and we're pushing those boundaries and, and breaking those stigmas. But it's a challenging and it's, it's, t- it's a tough ask for yeah. South Africans. Yeah. It's a tough, I, tight ask. I just had an interesting thought. <laughs> yeah. Because, yeah. you know, there's this whole move towards retro. Okay. Around, yes. around the, in almost every field. We're looking at, yep. at retro yep. stuff. Okay. So I was just thinking about retro sex toys and how far you'd have to go back to get like the real rock dildos and oh, I thought, like antler <laughs> horns that they used dinosaur in, bones. In, in, in Japan because they, they used to make <laughs> yeah. dildos. Yeah. And you remember we, we had a dirty dictionary word called yeah. a heel dough? Yeah, the heel. Oh, that's, that's so, a painful So, Brody, one. do you know what a heel dough is? No idea. I'm just sad to admit I don't. Okay. So heel dough is a dildo that is attached to a harness that you put on your heel. Ah. Okay. Wow. So in ancient Japan, women used to sit with their kimonos kind of draped over them. And, and heel dough an themselves. antler horn dildo and attached to their ankles. And heel dough themselves. So they'd be like sitting cross-legged and they would look all sort of demure and... You know, very happily, peacefully sitting there, and who knew what was going on under their clothes? Sorry, I, I, I wasn't here earlier. What is the dirty dictionary word for the Today day? Today, we already, it's a prejaculation. Dishonorable discharge. Oh. Uh, yeah, it's that. I thing. use Urban Dictionary for these things. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, if I can't find it, then I'm like, shit, now I have to listen to the whole show for the word that I missed. No, now <laughs> we. we no, there's we, much better sources than discharge. Urban Dictionary. Yeah. Dishonorable there we discharge. go. Okay. So, interesting <laughs> question here, Brody, because one of the other big yeah. interests at the moment in sexuality that is unfortunately being driven by these horrendous fucking Fifty Shade movies. I just um, tweeted one. Yeah. <laughs> is the amazing interest in bondage. And we've actually done some really cool workshops where people want to learn a little bit more. And we do some really interesting talks yeah. and the questions and things that come up are fascinating. So how many people are buying bondage toys? It's quite a small figure. Um, it's 20, we've got it at 20%. So that includes bondage and BSM. They're going, they're going to build it. They're just going to a hardware yeah. shop, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that can be, that can be from rope to builds to, um, you know, hardcore pin devices. So it's quite a broad, a broad use the pun, um, spectrum, but it's sitting at 20%, which it's not bad, but it's also, you know, I think there is a lot of hype on the Fifty Shades and probably an incorrect, um, you know, portrayal of BDSM in the bedroom in the real sense of the word. Not, has not anyone probably, ever used glue? Definitely. <laughs> has anybody used yeah. glue? Yeah, I'm sure people I'm sure use somebody, care. some idiot Out there with the glue. Just, yeah. yo, put this wood glue on your, on your teddy. I'm sure somebody That's a whole fetish. It was a fantastic article that was published by a husband that had written in his review of the Fifty Shades Darker movie, but in real candid terms, that said that if you were caught fingering your wife in a lift with five other strangers, it either would be a smelly odor or you'd be caught up. Oh, goodness. You know, and unrealistically jumping into the shower with your Armani suit on is not as romantic as the movie makes it to be. So uh, uh, I think there will be a lot of husbands out there that will find themselves in a little bit of trouble with trying to mimic the, the movie verbatim. I haven't watched the movie. Yeah. 20 minutes of the first one was more than enough I remember. for me. John T. was doing an event for a big company for Valentine's Day, and he got to see the movie before anybody else in South Africa, and he just walked out. It was so humiliating. So 25 minutes was enough. <laughs> it was like, okay. That was enough for we had oh, seen it you missed the three seconds of nearly seeing something sexy, nearly in the screen. It was really. I couldn't bring myself to. Watch I fell asleep. It's true. And the sad thing is, 
just on a totally different tack, Jamie, Jamie Dornan is a really good actor. And the week before yeah. that, we saw him in this amazing serial, really? serial killer miniseries. Oh, wow. Yeah, he was fantastic. Because I thought he's that. just hot. And then I thought, saw this and I thought, uh-uh. But we know all about that and we're not going into yeah, the whole won't. impact of Fifty Shades of Grey isn't a horror movie? <laughs> <laughs> it's just a horrible It's a horror, oh, horror, horror movie. And it's a horror movie. That's what it is. Oh, okay. It's, it's okay, sweet cool. porn for South Africa for us. Check it out. So someday. interesting question here, Brody. How many people are buying sex toys for themselves or for their partners? Like are women buying for their own use or are men buying for their partners to use on their own, to use as a couple? Right. So 43, call it 44% of people are purchasing couple toys. So those are toys or products that are designed for simultaneous orgasms. So that would be like, um, a, like a Wii Vibe or something like that. Absolutely, 100%. So basically the Weavab is worn by the female and it stimulates her clitoris on top, but it also leaves enough, enough room internally that the man can penetrate her. And it's basically a product that is all about simultaneous orgasms. And we have a bunch of them. Um, and 44% of products are really geared towards couple stimulation, while only a smaller figure of 30% is for solo play. And that's majority for vibrators. I mean, for vibrators, this comes out on top for all of the statistics. And you could understand that from women using solo play. And then there's a small percentage that sits in there, like we discussed, of the prostate massages, which is also solo play. But coming out tops and kind of outperforming on all the other products is definitely couples, which is so um, supportive of what we do and encouraging that people are starting to talk, they're starting to have dialogue, and that men and women are taking their job seriously in terms That's of being very cool. Actually, yeah, an interesting. I need to ask Eric a question. Yes. If we gave you a prostate massager to do a review on, would you do it? Sure, no. No. <laughs> even if it's like a there couple product, and then you can yeah. just use it if you want. Or like even like know. a double anal dildo you could use with you and your girlfriend. No. no, no. I'd you give see, it to her and yeah. a, a friend like this. Yeah, I'm not even gonna watch. Brody, I'll be like, guys, you can, you can see what nice we're dealing with on a daily basis. Yeah. Yeah. No, but yeah. like you we're went. We're trying st- to educate you. You went straight for the you. anal. Like, start off light. Give me nipple clamps or something. <laughs> well, I'll happily give you nipple. Clamps. There we go. There, you I'll, I'll do it. You with a smile on my face. Okay. I need a shave first because I've got any nipples. There we go. There we go. Brody, how many people are buying nipple clamps in South Africa? It forms part of the bondage. It's in there in the 15%, but it's a small percentage. Yeah, but yeah. thanks to you, you don't want to talk about it, but Fifty Shades Darker has made it popular. And we've probably sold about 20 units in the last week. So there are a lot of women out there with uh, erect nipples. I had a play once that I actually overdid it and I left it too long on yeah. my nipples and I thought can you also buy new nipples yeah. if you forget <laughs> it for too long. So John T's advice for nipple clamps, Thank find you. adjustable oh. Adjustable Yes, clamps. don't get those stupid pegs yeah. or Yeah, because metal. adjustable yeah. adjustable <laughs> clamps are really gonna be preferable that you can slowly adjust and get mm, used try to not the to, pressure. Yeah. Don't leave it too long. You have to know this about any kind of bondage sensation. It takes time for you to get used to certain True. things. So go slowly. Yeah. yeah. And that's yeah. really, really important. And understand that often the most intense moment of that is when you take the clamps off. Oof. 
So two things that are really awesome then. Either suck your nipples into your mouth, which are really amazing, or have some ice ready, which adds a whole other world of sensation. Have you ever played with ice, Eric? Played with ice? Never. Well, <laughs> But he, he, had, he had a milkshake uh, the other yeah, day. Yeah, I've had ice in my And in you know my, what you can also do with a block of ice, Eric? What can what? you do with a block Think of ice, Think about John where D. you could put a block of ice, Eric. <laughs> Why would I want to put a block of ice there, John D? That would just be cold. Because exactly. it would feel amazing. Oh, okay. No, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll try it when I go home later. <laughs> okay. This you're willing. That's a sex toy, by the way. You were just... Ice is a sex toy? Yeah, yeah. it is. It's a Damn it. We've been putting sex toys in our yeah. drinks for years. What are we doing, guys? <laughs> you know, we've Come done, on. We've done a whole show on... We've done it a few homemade. times on homemade sex toys. Yeah. For the, yeah. Well, for I was still shy about this stuff, so I, I probably didn't listen. Mm. I probably left like immediately after. Okay. Here's a new one to educate you, Brody, if somebody ever asks you. Sure. The best way to use a carrot as a sex toy or the most important it's thing. Like, it's the returning element <laughs> in our show for the last few months. Don't oh, people use cucumbers as well? Yeah, but the secret to carrots is you've got to parboil them. Oh, yes. I remember this one. Brody, <laughs> they become a little save, bit more us, save us from the carotene and the, the vitamin C uh, element of our vaginas. Um, Brody, religious couples, because John T has a surprise for us today. We might even get to speak to a rabbi today about sex toys and how legit are they in, you know, in a conservative relationship. Do you get a lot of people that actually battle with their beliefs or, you know, over that? idea of is God okay with it yeah and and with that I think also comes a cultural um, element to it so we almost uh, see the challenge of culture and religion coming hand in hand because it's indoctrinated beliefs that one should feel guilty for pleasuring yourself and trying to get through those barriers to really talk about the empowerment and the intimacy we have a lot of customers engaging with us on a daily basis that are personal internal battles of I cannot orgasm on my own. Yeah. So in other words, with my hand, I need a device to to help me, but my religion and my culture says that, that I should feel guilty about it. Hmm. And we have, uh, which is why our tagline is honor ourselves. And we once, it's a funny thing, once you give people permission to be intimate with themselves and to honor themselves, you can slowly start chipping away on all these sinful messages that we've been brought up with that it's wrong and that it's dirty and that it you know you shouldn't be doing it but it is I mean it's unbelievable to believe that in a day and age where we've evolved so much as human beings on so many different levels that we're still teaching our children that pleasuring yourself and, and being intimate with your own body is being seen as sinful and, and wrong it's if it's God, a daily challenge. If God didn't want us to touch ourselves, he would have made our arm shorter. That's <laughs> what go. I believe. That's there we go. It's that simple. It's that yeah. simple. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. That well, is, but the, uh, the hold that religion has on our sexuality and the level of judgment is enormous. And enormous. it runs deep. And the pain that it causes people. And I see it so regularly in my practice. And it is, it's scary. And it's, it always makes me simply sad because of the mm. pleasure that we could be having. Yeah, and Brody, with each other. Uh, exactly, yeah. to connect. Brody, I want to say, maybe to refer to Eric's question in the beginning, if you have a good brand, which I believe that your brand is, from what I see, I checked this, by the way, very cool online shop. Um, 
And you know, that's one to answer Eric's question. It's sometimes because of the shame and because of the guilt, you know, you walk into a sex shop. Stop, yeah, yeah. And it doesn't matter how open you are. You're afraid people are going to see you walk in. People are going <laughs> to see you walk out. And not only that, yeah. the variety, as you, first of all, I think the variety, you can't even bring everything to a, you know, to a proper sex shop because people will try usually one product, the second. Online shop is actually a good answer. Do you know, people still ask that even about sexpo. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if I go to Sexpo and I see somebody I know. Yeah. What does it like mean? You yeah. see them and yeah. they see you and you say hi and you're all there for more or less the same reasons given the spectrum. That means you're fucking <laughs> carry on with your life. There we go. Are you coming to Sexpo, Eric? I want to. I was going to ask when. When, when is, is my it? free tickets arriving? That's no, no, I'm not that guy. I'll pay for the ticket. I mean, I don't you mind will. paying yeah, for We'll give you tickets. You, okay, yeah, cool. Let's do we'll this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm game. I'm game. I'm game. When but is it? When is it? 22nd of March. What am I doing that day? No, you're Nothing. not doing anything. Yes, I'm coming to Sexpo. So maybe we should have Eric at our stand at Sexpo. I think he can make a comic relief. Oh, yeah. wow. I yeah. think that'll be yeah. really good. I, I can supply the hand relief. And yeah. Yeah. Okay. Wait, what? What? Okay. This is my time to leave. I need to go. That's the time. <laughs> Say that again, Brody. I'm sorry, we lost you there. I feel like there was a prostate massage involved somewhere there. We will be at Sexpo and we'll have a beautifully packaged prostate massager for Eric. Oh, that's so beautiful. And don't forget our other listener, please. I just want the other listener to know he's also getting some love and attention. (laughs) No, he needs, he needs like a fist sized dildo. Is it? Yeah. Already, but you say you need to go slow. No, that guy, not me. That guy. That guy. You know, you need to be very firm. (laughs) Hand hand firm, like, you know, like a grip of a hand. No, no lube, just dry dogging. No. Do this thing. Yes. No, I'm kidding. I'm Nobody is anybody making no sex toys in South Africa, Brady? Pardon? Repeat that? Is anybody making sex toys in South Africa? No. No. But we should be and watch the space. We should be. You know, we're so reliant on these cheap Chinese knockoffs and mm. the quality is substandard and we it's being thrown in our faces every single day. We're being offered these Substandard products. We've got our own engineers. We have our own manufacturers. There's absolutely no reason why we shouldn't be tackling that as an industry. Yeah, yes. Yeah, because I will say this, and everybody listening, it's really important to understand. You generally get what you pay for in terms of toys. So we are sometimes being perceived as uh, expensive. I'll admit that, but we also make it very clear that we are a luxury, sophisticated brand that will never sell you substandard products. That will mess with your vagina. I'll tell you an interesting thing. So this is a punt for Lello, which I I think are a really good brand. Mm. Somebody asked me what toy they should buy their fiancé. Yeah. So I recommended a Lello toy, and they had a problem with it, and it was exchanged, I think, not exchanged. They had three different problems that kind of went on and on, and eventually they found Lello themselves. Within six days, Lello had delivered a totally new product to them at home, and I think that was really an impressive level of service. Mm. Lello is a fantastic brand, and uh, the great thing about their products is they also offer you a 10-year warranty on any product, and a lot of people don't know that. I mean, that's more than you get on a car. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, I can really go for a ride. Uh, You know, when you're paying 3,000 Rand for an investment piece, and Mm. we do call them investment pieces, because you, you probably won't ever need anything other than that in your life. Going uh, you do want some kind of guarantee and you want some kind of uh, customer support with it. And I think Lelo, out of all of the brands that we 
work with does an incredibly good job of ensuring mm. that you get what you pay for. Yeah, and that's really fantastic. It really is awesome to hear. Yeah. Brody, we're going to try and do something because one of the things that I wanted to do with the show was to get some comment from various religious leaders about their attitude and the religious attitude towards toys. So we're trying an experiment, which means we might cut you because we don't know if we can have two people on, on the, the line, line here yeah. because we're using a Skype line. So if we lose you, we will get you back. If we lose you, we will lube you. <laughs> <laughs> we will lube you later, darling. We will find oh, you. God. Glow in the dark lube. I'm sure okay. there's a glow in the dark wow, lube Wow, but somewhere. then it mustn't be. That so can't I think be good. we've lost Brody anyway, but Just we haven't got some dude with a shiny mouth. Yeah, but Brody yeah. said really, really cool things. Like today we were actually a little bit giving, we were teasing her a bit, but we are usually the ones who are like caressing intimacy, yeah. you know, get connected. Today we were like, okay, what's new in our world? I feel world? like today was like an emotional, like emotionless fucking. Just, Emo- yeah. We yeah. are here, we are only in Today was junk food we'll sex. We'll get to the intimacy. No, no, no. I, I, I need to go though. I'll be here next week though. I want to hear the rest of the show next week. So guys. You can't deal with it today. I, you know I love you and bye. No, I have a facial appointment. And not that kind of facial, <laughs> a different kind of facial entirely. Eric, I'm today an, was a quick fuck. It yeah, was. Yeah, it was quick. I, I, Thank yeah, you. Quickies. It I was a Indecent what? Dishonorable Dishonorable dis- discharge yeah, this is I'm a sorry Dishonorable discharge Forgive me sergeant I will not do it again I promise sir G- Give on. me Bye. 20 Love you guys sorry. Bye and, and you Bye Wow Eric <laughs> I'll see you soon <laughs> Listen he's learning He's learning And it's amazing Because he's sitting here And future he's learning generation. He's So that's future really generation. fantastic Divine Eric So are we that's really going to talk to a rabbi today? We are really going to talk to wow. a rabbi if we can find the rabbi, he <laughs> went lost. But you know, this is a this is a topic and a half to ask. You know, a rabbi or a, a priest, what do they think about sex toys? Is it cool? Well, we're about to find out. Rabbi Greg Alexander from Cape Town. Uh, Greg, on your show. Greg, thank you so much, and thank you so much for joining us because a lot of people were not willing to talk to us this morning about this. <laughs> <laughs> Which That's is, interesting. I wonder why. Yeah, yeah we also it wonder. opens an interesting can of worms. Very, very cool. Well, uh, I, I don't see the uh, controversy myself, but you, maybe you can tell me. We don't see it as well, so I think yeah. we are on the well, same. Our perspective yeah. is a little bit different, but I think for some people, what it does is like. It acknowledges a level of sexuality and particularly it goes into the realm of masturbation. And we understand that for certain religious people, that's a challenging and forbidden topic as a generalization. So I guess the first question I would ask is difference between male and female masturbation. Is that a valid point? Uh, yeah, look, I think um, while I uh, was facetious and said I, I don't acknowledge the controversy, obviously when you take a religious position on anything, um, you're uh, saying, what does my tradition teach me about this particular thing? So in terms of masturbation, uh, which I'm sure uh, you know uh, better than most, is a very complex uh, issue and it involves uh, um, self-masturbation, masturbation with a partner, uh, male versus female. So let's talk broadly speaking in, in general. Um, Judaism, um, like uh, some religious uh, practices, does not deny uh, bodily pleasure um, and sensation and um, uh, actually encourages people to uh, enjoy the way that God created us. So we are created with desires and we are created with um, uh, tastes and lusts 
um, that make us go out into the world. Um, so a, a sort of basic Jewish understanding would be to look at your desires, to say that you have this yetzer, you have this thing that is created within you that says, I want to taste, I want to feel, I want to experience. And then what, what a, a religious approach would be to say is to say that um, human beings do not, um, uh, or, or uh, religious human beings, do not therefore say, because there is a desire, therefore I need to fulfill it. They say, what do I do with this desire, and how can it uplift me in my life? And in a religious context, how can it make me a more holy person and connect me with uh, the world, with God, um, or with my partner? So in terms of masturbation um, uh, or any other uh, desire, one would say, well, what is, what is this drive? What is this sexual drive? What is it doing? Why has God created me with this drive? Um, so, so in a broad perspective, that drive, in, in let's uh, say in, in a, a mystical sense, um, uh, as uh, Kabbalah would teach, this drive is there to connect us with God. So um, a lot of Kabbalistic literature is framed in masculine and feminine and about the unification of the divine masculine and feminine, and that when we engage in sex, we are imitating in some way God's desire for the world that is so fragmented to be healed and to become whole. So um, the ideal of that, uh, let's say in traditional Judaism, would be a man and a woman coming together. Um, in, in, uh, I represent progressive Judaism, so I should say outright that I don't speak for Orthodox Judaism. So we would include um, same-sex uh, partners uh, in, in, in that uh, ideal. Um, but let's say that uh, two loving partners who are committed to each other, who are uh, adults consenting, um, coming together is in some way a... Um, mirror of, of uh, some sort of divine union. So they can do that through intercourse. They can also do that through um, foreplay and through sexual stimulation, which then um, promotes and, and allows their uh, love and, and playfulness uh, to grow uh, towards each other um, and will, will serve that relationship best. Hmm. You know, it's quite interesting, Greg. So much of what you say there is actually pretty close to a lot of tantric teachings and writings, and that's really beautiful. Mm. Mm. Well, I mm. guess that they come from ancient sources where people were less um, prissy or less judgmental about sexuality um, and also saw the connection between sexuality and, and religious experience. Mm. Um, now, I should also say, as a rabbi, that um, even though I represent a progressive um, uh, stream in Judaism, that, um, that we wouldn't say um, uh, that if you have this desire, act on the desire. So people have all kinds of desires. Um, if, if I saw a woman walking past or a man walking past, ah, oh, that person's beautiful, I want to have sex with them, let me jump on them and, and have sex. Um, I would not uh, advocate that, and I don't think Judaism advocates that at all. So... What, what I think a, a religious framework does is to say that how can I um, express these desires in a way that is mutually beneficial to both partners and that is um, within the, the path that I'm trying to walk as a religious person. So uh, in Judaism, the ideal is marriage. So that says instead of um, taking multiple sexual partners, uh, uh, different ones every day and moving on, you, you commit to a person for the rest of your life. 
we also recognize that that doesn't always happen. So there, there is uh, um, divorce uh, built into the Jewish system, and people might, might have um, sexual partners, uh, different sexual partners in their lives. But the understanding is that the sexual partner that you are with, that you should find ways to pleasure each other that will um, build the love and the connection between the two of you and will also allow you to um, fulfill these um, uh, sensual desires that are so much a part of a human being's life. That's beautiful. Thank you so much. And thank you for contributing to Sex Talk this morning. Sure. I didn't even get to talk about sex stories. But, oh, no, uh, we can. You got, the, you got the big idea. Yeah. We can do sex stories as well. Yeah, let's do quick A few minutes on sex stories. A quick one on sex stories. And you can okay, smile you while you're talking. You can really <laughs> smile, dear Rabbi. You are like, I am so <laughs> grateful for you even being on air. Okay, beautiful. So, so in terms of sex stories, um, uh, Nothing in uh, everything that is uh, physical is is neutral. It's the way that we use it. So I can use a knife to butter a slice of bread. I can use a knife to kill somebody. The knife is not the problem. Mm. Uh, it's what I do with it. So a sex toy is is neutral. It's it's a thing. What do you do with that? So again, to to use a, a toy to explore your sexuality or to explore how can I pleasure my partner. That is a, a gift. That is a fantastic thing that the, the world today, someone is sitting somewhere in a, an office and thinking, hmm, how can I perfect this hmm. particular uh, toy that will provide this stimulation to a person? Fantastic. Thank God we have these people who think about these things. I'm too, you know, that's not my, uh, my field. Somebody's doing that for me. And I can go into a shop and uh, some uh, person also with some expertise can advise me and say, okay, here's uh, this. This is what it will do. So that is amazing. That is a neutral tool that I can use um, to, uh, uh, to create uh, pleasure for, for my partner in a sexual relationship. Um, that uh, uh, um, and, and here I can broadly say that um, both uh, Orthodox and progressive uh, Jewish rabbinic authorities uh, encourage uh, couples and, and uh, within the, the boundary of a committed relationship um, to explore their sexuality together. So that would include the use of, um, of sex toys. Wow, there we go, an endorsement. Greg, thank you so much. Have a good Shabbos. <laughs> Such a pleasure. Good Shabbos, and thanks for having me, John. All the best. Thank Bye you. Now. So let's try and get Brody back, if we can, because uh, we need... Yeah. Are you there? there? Is. So there So there we go. you got a rabbinical endorsement. I have a huge grin across my face, and I think it is absolutely beautiful, and we couldn't have put it in better words ourselves. I think uh, Greg has really... Epitomized everything that our brand is is trying to do, and it's about that intimacy and that connection, and being giving people permission to be able to do that. I think it was he worded it beautifully. Yeah. So Greg's just down the road from you in Cape Town, yeah. and I think you need to send him a nice hamper as a present. <laughs> or I think you should collaborate. And what about us? We didn't get anything. <laughs> well, not even a prostate <laughs> something. No. Yeah. Two questions. The first one is: Are there glow in the dark lubes? Yes, they are. Okay, there we go. I thought they would just be quite fun to play with. Mm. It would be an interesting They're one. They're very fun. Yes. Very and, fun. And there's the glow-in-the-dark condoms. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, that we know about. You go from, to a luminous party. Yeah, there was a movie a long time ago, and it had this kind of famous scene where two guys are having a cockfight with 
uh, luminous condoms on. It was with John Ritter. I can't remember the name serious? of the movie. Yes. Is it like Just uh, Google Star- John Ritter glow in the dark okay. condom movie. Star Wars edition. Yeah, it's like these two guys, <laughs> and all you see are these two, like, sort of glow in the dark shaped condoms, and they're having a cockfight, which is quite kind of funny. Other question when people engage with you, do they give a little bit of their sexual space? Like, if somebody is. A swinger, if somebody is into a certain fetish, do they kind of engage from that point of view with you, Brody? You know, the engagement we find there's probably three or four threads. I'm talking in the communication with people before they really, they kind of suss out the environment. And yes. once they figure out that we allow a non-judgment, a very comforting space to communicate in, then a lot of people start opening up and saying, well, the reason I'm looking for it is because I'm a swinger and we've got an event on or uh, I'm looking to introduce a threesome in my relationship with my wife and how do I go about it? So we have a live chat feed on our website. That's not It's not purely a sales tool. It's really a way for us to engage with our customers. And our view is a holistic one. You know, we're not only here to sell a new product. Um, it's all the things that I've already said and I won't harp on about it, but it's empowering, it's engaging, and it's getting into people's psyche to try and break those stigmas. You know, one of the results that came out of the survey, which was kind of disappointing, was that there were still 5% of consumers that felt that owning a sex toy was wrong. And that guilt and that association of it being wrong is not only directly related to adult toys, but it's relating to to being intimate. Mm. So by us engaging with these people on these threads and slowly creating an environment where people can start opening up and we're not judging you on your threesome, we're not judging you if you're a swinger, if you're gay, bi, straight, black, blue, green, then people start feeling like, okay, we can talk about it. And with that, it's slowly starting to create and normalize something that is being made to be this um, association of being sinful and disgusting. Yeah, and that's really... So much of the work that we do is really around that. Your mic yeah. is on. No, no, no. I, I couldn't hear you. Oh, I just oh, told you to okay. talk more. To, you know, oh, I, okay. I'm listening. I'm actually learning from you while you talk, John T. Oh, okay. So I don't want to miss a word. That's oh. the reality of things. But Brody, one thing I wanted to tell you is that um, 5% actually sounds like a wonderful figure to me. If you talk to people, you know, as much as, um, as you know, as much as you, th- well, I believe you do, but you already talk to people that have interest or that you approach them about that. It's quite scary to see the numbers when you talk to people about their perception about around sexuality? You know, because I see people who have a much, I would say the percentage of people that I come into contact with who have guilt and embarrassment and shame about their sexuality is, is a lot higher than the 5%. So I think what you're getting is kind of much higher up the chain. It's people who are already willing to engage in some level. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Sort of and bearing in mind... Five percent would have, I think, had the target um, of the survey been higher, the number had been higher. I suspect that that percentage would have been higher because, obviously, you know, it's a it's a tricky task trying to talk up, talk to people about their sexualities and get them to open up. So the fact that five percent of the survey group said to us, "It's a no-go zone, and we're not going to go there." Mm. It's a challenge for us because we don't want that percentage to be there at all. We want to start normalizing an industry that's been turned into uh, CD pornographic, um, you know, red velvet curtains. Mm. Mm. You need yeah. to go far. You can go far, far away in time machine, and when the religion kind of started forming, then you need to go there. Let's 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 go there. Absolutely. Yeah. So here's an interesting question that came up. Recently, at a at a talk, which was 
at what age do you think you should talk to female children, teenagers, whenever that only might female? be, about toys? Mm, why female only? That was a that, oh, that was that a was question. The, that okay. was a question, and it was kind of interesting because I get asked uh, how many times a week is how do I talk to my kids to about sex? Kids. Mm. Um, and yeah. it's a fascinating thing. So, what age do you think you should talk to female children or male children about sex toys, Brody? I think it's very subjective, and I think it's going to depend entirely on all the things that we've spoken about, your culture, your upbringing, and what you're comfortable with. But we actually had a caller this week um, who was a mother that said that her daughter was 16 and was starting to become uh, curious, and she'd actually found that her daughter had been using her sex toys without her knowing about it and was concerned that is it doing damage is it doing harm and uh, what did we think about it which obviously we're jaunty we're not sexologists so any advice that we're giving out there is really based on a from a personal intuitive point of view and by no means is um is gospel but uh our advice to this particular customer was that if her child is engaging and, and exploring, for a better word, with her products, it definitely is time for dialogue. And for me, in my personal capacity, 16 is too late yeah. to start talking about sex, sexuality and intimacy. But the concern that we had was first allow your daughter to understand her body on a personal level. So without any devices, you know. For me, it's a big thing if you if you don't know what you like or what you don't like, and if you're not familiar with your anatomy as a woman or a boy or a girl or a boy, let me say that, then to try and uh, instill a vibrator, which has got a speed of vibrations next to none, you know, your expectations of that on an orgasmic level every time can lead to disappointment. So our advice to her was, um, and it, it's up for debate, but was allow her to explore herself on her own and, you know, use her fingers, explore her body, um, you know, give her a good lubricant if that's what she needs, but to try and go straight into intimacy with a vibrator. And these things are powerful that we that we have on our shelves. You know, we don't want her nerves to become desensitized or her to feel that that would be her benchmark, her baseline of what, you know, these vibrators, you can orgasm in three seconds if you use them correctly. You know, that a 20-minute orgasmic period is normal, and we want to normalize, and we want girls and boys to understand that that is a normal process, and then evolve your experience from there. Mm. For us to dive straight into the use of adult toy uh, prematurely, I think um, one can say, might give you disappointment later on. But again, that is a very subjective opinion, and it can be open for debate. Yeah. The interesting thing, because over the years I have worked with women who have become addicted to their vibrators and actually get to a point where they can't have orgasms without them because exactly. the stimulation is so exactly. is so specific. specific. And, and also you don't need to communicate. Yeah, and, and it's, so, yeah, it's yours so, only and it's yeah, not so a part. Yeah, that's kind of the downside in a way mm. sometimes, which is an interesting And by the way. time that these girls and boys form a relationship with a partner or a boyfriend or a girlfriend, they're not able to verbalize and communicate what they like and what they don't like, and they're immediately going to reach into their drawer for a vibrator because that's all that they know. So yeah. I kind of think it's got to be a step-by-step approach and one's got to be cautious, but... Yeah, in terms of a specific age, I, d I don't know if I can answer that. Mm, interesting one. How many men are buying toys for themselves? Hmm. It's about 30% and it's growing. It's, uh, you know, at the moment, the stats that we have is a 50-50 split. So 50% of men are buying products as well as 50% of women. However, 30% of the men are actually buying male-oriented products. So what I'm trying to say is that the 50% male split 
are buying for their wives, their partners, and not only themselves. But if you narrow that down, there's about a 30% purchase where men are, and I mean, we joke about it with Eric, but the prostate massager is a increasingly popular product because there are it so many be. health benefits. It should be. It should it be. It absolutely should yeah. be. Yeah. And the nerves and the sensations for a male and to, to increase their orgasmic intensity by, I mean, the, the figures are almost by 30%. So what man is going to say no to having a 30% increase of his orgasmic intensity? So for those reasons, these products are very popular and they're becoming more popular. And then obviously there's the male masturbating products, which are allow you to have hands-free masturbation, which in themselves are quite unique and, and quite a what, fun product. What do you do with your hands? Eat just while you like uh, writing an exam? Yeah, you're picking your nose, yeah. having a coffee. I want to say that he's pleasuring to women while he's getting, you know, a beautiful yeah. masturbation. I say that I've been, exactly. over time I've been given a few of those to write reviews of, and personally I found everyone a little disappointing. Compared to the real thing, for sure, I, I would agree with you. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I think I think the, the the research or the design construction of that is still kind of a way off. And I think that can be said for male products as a whole. I think the focus from manufacturers and designers has always been on female products, and it's always been well. Females need a product to be able to give a, a clitoral orgasm. And it's never been a focus, well, men can do with devices to help them increase their orgasmic strength. And I think probably over the last five to seven years, we've seen an increase in the demand for male products. Well, and I think you'll see that these companies will start stepping up. Yeah, there's been a, an incredible focus on female sexuality. And it's only now that we are really getting yes. more into male sexuality, male intimacy and the issues. Because when I started on, on my journey of, of, of teaching and, and exploring, male sexuality was considered very, very simple. And over the years, we've come to see that it's sometimes even more complex than Absolutely. female sexuality or as complex because it's not a comparison. Um, and only yeah. only now are we really starting to get into the male sexual issues. And I get so excited when men want to come and heal and learn on their own, not to save a relationship necessarily, not because of a partner, but to expand and grow within their own sensuality and sexuality. And it's really, really beautiful sure. and, and powerful. I mean, even at, a, at, at the retreat we have coming up in Mozambique, which, by the way, there are only three places left for your sexual story, um, some single men have booked, which is phenomenal to have that experience. That really is beautiful. Brody, where do people get hold of you? Where do they find you? So we are based in Camps Bay, Cape Town, as I mentioned, but we are predominantly an online store. So our URL is www.desir, so that's D-E-S-I-R, dot C-O dot Z-A. And they can also call us on 0860-900-162. Cool. So coming up this week on Tuesday, we are doing an expanded orgasm workshop, so you can learn how to do expanded orgasm for women, how to do expanded orgasm for men, how to do expanded orgasm on your own. So what is expanded orgasm? It's about being in an orgasmic state rather than having an orgasm. So you can be in an orgasmic state for 20, 30, 40 minutes or even longer, riding and moving waves of incredible pleasure and sensation through your body. That is on Tuesday night, so the information is on 
Facebook. Um, thank you very much for sharing with us, Brody. This has been really interesting. Thank you so much for inviting us. We always uh, we love talking about things and breaking stigmas and really uh, honouring people. And I think that's ultimately we need we need to do that more as a society. I think. So we wish you all so much pleasure. Cliffcentral.com.